My name is Janice B. Gordon, and this is Scale Your Sales Podcast. Welcome to Scale Your Sales Podcast, listed as number nine of 43 best podcasts for every sales professional. I am Janice B. Gordon, the customer growth expert, recommended by LinkedIn Sales as one of 15 innovative sales influencers to follow. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about the challenges that we face, but also the opportunities that come out of those challenges. I think in the week between Christmas and New Year's, when we might be spending time with our families or having some downtime, it's important to recognise the situation we're in, but also to think really positively of the opportunities going forward so we can start strong. So the kind of challenges that we all are aware of, the post-pandemic, China shutdown, with more zero COVID policies on the horizon, the war in Ukraine, the Russian aggression, and the impact that has on our supply chain, cost of living, fuel costs, and of course, the impending climate change. So now we must negotiate what this means and how we must adapt in this global connected economy. In November, I moderated a panel of VP sales leaders in the Outreach EMEA Summit. And one of the topical subjects was how pivotal and overlooked our sales managers are and they're in their roles. How important this is. Now, Mary Shea proposed the model for the Revenue Innovator Manager. Her research showed that sales managers now have to be champions of their team's career and development and mentally fit to become data-led coaches and on top of being data, digital savvy. So there's a lot that's on our sales managers, but it's really recognising are they, do they have the skills in order to cope with what's coming down the line, what's expected of them? Now, in the Forrester's research, a B2B leaders usher in a new era of sales. The respondents said that most valuable attributes of sales managers is their ability to consume, analyze and act on data. So that's really interesting. There wasn't any kind of like mental fitness there but we're thinking about the environment that we're all living through and what people are expected of them however only 30 percent of the respondents said that their managers have mastered this skill to consume and analyze and act on data and included that 17 percent of the managers did not have the skills at all now coaching skills are also really important it's the second most valuable attribute and so the respondents said only 41% of their sales managers had actually mastered this skill and that 15% didn't have it at all. So if it's the second most valuable attribute, what's going wrong? Now, I love that the way that my business has developed this year, we've added to scale your sales the starting engagement point, what we call scale. And this is the data-informed diversity analysis questionnaire. It allows us to collect data from your organization through the questionnaires that we give your sales team, your sales managers, your sales leaders, or even your new recruits. 
using this data, we really know what good looks like. We know what top performers look like across all of the different roles. So we can help you to ensure that everyone is a top performer based upon 25 years of collecting this type of data through our questionnaires and over 2 million, 2 million people have completed them. And we've gone back there. It's the only cell specific and verified data bank. So we've gone back to look at how people have performed, why they've performed, and we've got various criteria we, we can apply. So that helps a lot of the organizations that I work with to really identify what is top talent and how they can nurture that top talent. So it helps to secure diverse sales talent. It helps to upskill your managers to coach because it gives them to coaching points on each individual person that filled out the questionnaire. So it's very directive. And so it helps them to become the top sales performers, but it also identifies the gaps in the leadership performance. Now, one thing I'm certainly going to be talking about going forward into the new year, how important it is to have an efficient sales force. So you've got to manage your efficiency. You've got to know what the top performers look like. So you've got to be able to recognize them. So the data driven evaluation of your people, your processes and your customer growth strategies will maximize performance and bridge the potential customer growth opportunities. So I've talked about in the challenges, there's real opportunities to be had. So if you want to know more about that, just go to scaleyourselves.co.uk forward slash scale. Now, as many of you know, I advocate for diversity in sales. And I wanted to talk about one aspect of that, which is the generational changes, an area that all businesses and sellers are having to embrace. Now, the data from LinkedIn showed that 48% of millennials say that they make B2B buying decisions. Now, there may be a good three, maybe four generations, not in your sales profile, but also in your buyer's profile on the buyer's side. So we really need to embrace new ways of thinking. And instead of thinking binary, as in, I'm right and you're wrong, we have to think much broader in our perspective. So I'm a kind of on the cusp of a baby boomer, but I really consider myself more to be of the Y generation because I've certainly have embraced technology and social media and open to the generational shift. But I do hear many of my age group and colleagues and older complain and judge the Y and Z generations. They're not like me. And so what they're doing is wrong. The way they think is, is wrong. So I often have to explain that perhaps they are of our time right now, not you. <laughs> and they have to recognize that. And so you, baby boomer, that may be in leadership, may have years of experience, but it may be you that have to adapt to them because they are of the current time. This is particularly important given the great resignation and the challenges in securing talent 
for the available roles. I certainly know in the SDRs, it's really difficult to recruit. And this is the age group, you know, the Y generation coming up to the Zs that are moving into the workforce. That's the age group you're going to be recruiting. And so you need to embrace the way that they think rather than expecting them to adapt to the way that you think. A Forrester's study showed that between 2019 and 2020, the average number of touches it takes to close a B2B deal increased by 58% from 17 to 27 touches. So sellers have to sell in a different way to different people, a variety of people, but they also have to manage a much longer, more complex sales process. So we started with all of the macro global challenges and we're looking at, you know, within your organization, within your network and environment. So there are many challenges that you are facing and scale helps provide the sales team efficiency necessary for top performance. And it embraces diversity, whether it's diversity by generation, age, or diversity, ethnicity, or gender. It embraces all of that through the questionnaire. So it allows you to move forward with efficiency, but also with real clarity. Now, during your time out, It's really good when you're away from the office, as I am now, when you're away to really think about how are you going to react to the forthcoming challenges? Because there's a lot of these challenges that we know are probably going to come. We're going to have to tighten our belt. It's going to be more difficult to recruit. The sales cycles, as I've mentioned, are getting longer. We know about these things, but it's actually thinking about How are you going to react when they happen? And it's not forcing it to happen. It's just being realistic about the environment we're working in. What we can do is react emotionally about these things, which isn't good for us. It isn't good for our team. And it's really not good to actually solving the problem. But actually, if we think, okay, these are the challenges I'm likely to face. This is what how I'm going to find my way through it. This is what I'm going to do about it. So in your quiet times, I'd like you just to think about how you're going to react to the forthcoming challenges. Once you anticipate those things and you take a lot of emotion out of it, you don't get the firing off and as much of the frustrations because it's things that you kind of expect to come at you. So that's the first thing that I'd like you to do in your quiet time. So sales cycles are really protected. The bar for CFOs to analyze, to authorize a spend is really going to be squeezed. Suppliers are going to find it a real struggle. All of these things we know about. So all of these things you can anticipate how you're going to feel about it, what you're going to do about it, how you're going to react to it. We must focus on more efficiency and long-term growth. So I'd like you to start thinking about what that means to you, what you need to do. And the first thing I'd like to say is that you must control what you can control and you have to let go of what you can't. So really think about it. I control what I can control. So think about what those things are. But I have to emotionally let go of the things that I cannot control. 
some of those things at a later state may come within your control and that's when you deal with those but there's no point getting frustrated about things you cannot control so really think about that when things come at you is this something that i can control in which case what am i going to do about it if it's something you can't control you need to set it free you need to let it go because the year is going to be challenging enough without you taking on things that you cannot control. So that's another thing that I'd like you to do. Focus on your biggest impact areas. You gain clarity around what needs to be done and to move forward step by step. So what are the biggest impacts that you can make? It's linked with the control, what is within your control. But it's in choosing where you're going to put your energy and focus. Where can you make the biggest impact? Get real clarity over that and then move forward step by step. I often say to my leaders that, that I coach and I work with, if you do not know the impact of your decisions on your biggest, most valued key customers, do not make the decision. You shouldn't be making those decisions. You can't afford to lose those customers. It's often the 80-20 rule. 20% of your customers deliver 80% of your revenues. So you really should remain close to them, talk to them on a regular basis, understand what their changing needs are and how you can support them. So any decisions you make internally will have an impact externally and especially on your biggest customers. So you really need to know what the, be able to quantify and qualify what that impact is. If you don't know, you need to find out before you start making those decisions and adversely affecting your biggest revenue earners. My mastermind group this year is structured around the one thing. So what one thing can you do such that doing it makes everything else become easier or unnecessary? So again, this is all back to control what's controllable, focus on the biggest impact and then putting strategies in place as to how you're going to create that biggest impact being aware of the challenges around you. It's a great book, The One Thing, but we've decided we're going to structure our mastermind around finding the one thing that we're going to focus on such that everything else becomes easier or necessary. So I really wanted to share that with you because that may be something that you find really useful. I am in Morocco. Now, in past years, I used to do six weeks away in the sun and do my business plan, uh, record videos, write books and so forth. Well, this year, a post pandemic, I'm only doing a couple of weeks, but I still set myself a mini project. Now, you're going to have to tune into my social media channels, Janice B. Gordon, to see what is that mini project and what I'm getting up to. But you certainly know I'll be doing my business plan and, and doing lots of reading, but there's a little project this time that I take as well. So please do kind of visit me there to see what I'm up to. Now, as we enter a new year, I want you to think about the new opportunities that you can create. This requires a mindset shift to think not only of the challenges, but through those challenges, through those challenges, what opportunities that you can create. 
So control the controllables. Remain open to the opportunities that you can take because you're not focusing on things you cannot control. You're setting them free and you're letting them go. Please enjoy your rest, recuperation between this Christmas and New Year time. Re-energize so that you can stay strong. You can start strong, but you can develop good habits to stay strong throughout the year. As these challenges come at you, you've already decided how you're going to move forward, where you're going to find the opportunities, have a strong mental attitude and please enjoy this time. Thank you so much for listening to me on this podcast and supporting Scale Your Sales podcast. Thank you so much for leaving your reviews and comments. It really does help me to know what you would like me to talk about, what guests you'd like me to get on. Please do watch this space because I will be revising the podcast to move the focus on to keep it relevant for you. So please do enjoy your New Year celebration. Stay safe. Thank you so much.